following is a podcast from Sozo, a student ministry at Victory Family Church. We meet every Wednesday from 6.30 to 8.30. For more info, check us out on Instagram at SozoYTH. My name is Alyssa Archer. My husband is Ben, and so we get the privilege of pastoring Sozo. And so if this is your first time here today, I want to welcome you, and I want you to know that you are already loved. And I'm so excited that you guys are here tonight because we're talking about the Holy Spirit. And anytime we talk about the Holy Spirit, he shows up. So be expecting, I don't know what you are looking for in life, what you're asking, seeking God for, but just expect it tonight. Come on. And so I want to welcome up my husband before he sits down. You guys could just give it up for Ben. I felt like you should be up here for this, even though you don't have a mic. But as you can see, I am pregnant, not just eating too much. But I just wanted to let you all know that we are, oh, I'm walking away from you. We are having a baby boy, so we're super excited. Yeah, so this will be a fun new adventure because we only know Mila and raising a girl. Um, But we're super pumped. So baby boy Archer will be here in May. And so we're going to have a suggestion box being put out at some point. Oh, I don't know what we're doing. We're going to ask for your suggestion at some point. I don't know. Instagram. So if you guys, whenever that happens, I don't know when that's happening. If you have any baby boy name suggestions, please send them our way because we are kind of stumped right now. So awesome. Go ahead. Bye. (laughs) Give it up for Ben one more time. Awesome. So right now, they are passing out papers to you guys. Just know that you don't need those for the message. It's just kind of like an extra bonus for you to look at later because the Holy Spirit is a very vast, big topic. Um, And so I can't cover absolutely everything tonight, but this will give you some more detail, more information that you might need. But let's go ahead and pray, and then we're going to jump into the message. Father God, we come before you in the name of Jesus, and we just thank you so much that we get to come and we get to learn about you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this place. I ask that you speak to each individual's heart, whatever it is that's on their heart, God, that you you know that. And so, Lord, you just speak to them. And, Lord, I just thank you that lives are going to be saved and people are going to walk out of here empowered. In Jesus' name, amen. So, like I said, we're going to be talking about the Holy Spirit today. And I know last week Ben talked about prayer. And whether it's prayer or anything in life, the Holy Spirit is the one that you want on your side. Because he's the one that empowers you. He's the one that guides you. He's the one that leads you. And so this is kind of a, a bonus for you guys. Because whenever you invite the Holy Spirit into your life, whenever he is active, whenever he is moving, that's when you become unstoppable as a Christian. And so he's the one that we do life with. So I want you guys to lean in. I want you to learn about him because this is just an introduction. But so many times I feel like the Holy Spirit is kind of misunderstood. People are like, is he a ghost? Is he a dove? Like, maybe he's fire? I, I don't really know. Like, what is his purpose? And so this is just a little snippet about him. But I encourage you to dive deep and continue to learn about him because He is absolutely amazing. So we're going to turn to John 16, verse 7. We're going to read verses 7 and 13. 
And I'm reading out of the Amplified Version. So if you have your Bible app, turn to that. That'll be more helpful or it'll be on the screens behind me. So the reason why I chose this version of the Bible is because there's so much more to the Amplified Version. It gives you more context to the words in English because the English language is so limited compared to the Greek. And so the Amplified gives you kind of like bonus understanding. But in this passage, this is Jesus talking to his disciples, and he's telling them about how he's going to leave. And he's preparing them, and he's telling them about the Holy Spirit, the one who is to come. And so Jesus says this, However, I am telling you nothing but the truth when I say it is profitable, good, expedient, advantageous for you that I go away. Because if I don't go away, the Comforter, who is the Holy Spirit, Counselor, Helper, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, standby, will not come to you into close fellowship with you. But if I go away, I will send him to you to be in close fellowship with you. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole and full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come that will happen in the future. So when Ben and I first started in ministry, it was about five years ago. We just were overseeing Echo at the time. And so Ben worked here. I didn't work at the church, but I tried to be here as much as possible. You know, I want to be the supporting wife. I want to help out. I want to be involved. I wanted to know all the things that are going on. I wanted to know all the students, get to know all the leaders. And so I did whatever I could to be in the know on what was going on. So Ben and I, we would talk about Echo. We would talk about the things going on. And I was here all the time trying to understand everything that was going on when I wasn't here during the day. And so there was this one weekend, I remember, this leader was looking for Ben. And I said, well, is there something that I can help you with? Because I'm thinking, okay, I'm Ben's wife. I think I have something to add to the table, some value to add. And she was like, well, and then she tells me her question. I don't even remember what it was. But she gives me this question. She's wanting to know Ben's opinion. And so I'm like, oh, okay, I can help her with this. I get super excited. This is my time. I can help somebody. I actually know this answer. I know what Ben would say. And so I tell her what I think Ben would say. I'm speaking on his behalf. Because, again, we spend all this time together. We talk about ministry all the time. Like, I think I can speak for him. And so I go ahead and I tell her all these things. And she looks at me and she says, okay, well, I'm still going to ask Ben. And my bubble was bursted. My balloon was deflated. I was like, am I not good enough? Like, why can't I speak on his behalf? And so in the beginning of ministry, it was a little bit of a struggle for me because I felt like I was second best to Ben. I felt like I didn't really have anything to offer. And I don't know if you guys have ever been there where you felt like you didn't really have any value to add, that people really didn't want to hear what you had to say. But it's a tough place to be because you feel like wait a second I have something to offer you please listen to what I have to say and I feel like the Holy Spirit gets that from us so many times we're like God and Jesus which we should talk about them that's definitely a good thing but there's all this talk about God and Jesus but we forget about the Holy Spirit we forget about the Spirit of God and he gets neglected and so my first point for you today is the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. 
in case there was any confusion on who he is or what he is, he is the spirit of God. We refer to him as a he because he's an, a he, not an it, but he is the spirit of God. And so it's God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. They are all the same, but yet they are different and have different functions. And so they are all God at the same time. And it's pretty wild to think about because we can't really imagine it with our human minds. But the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God. And so right now, as we speak, God and Jesus are already up in heaven. Jesus went up into heaven as soon as he left this earth 2,000 years ago or however long he left. But the Holy Spirit is here with us now. The Holy Spirit is the one that's here with us in this room. He's the one that is with you when you're in your room crying and you feel brokenhearted, but all of a sudden you get a sense of peace that comes over you. The Holy Spirit is the one whenever you're struggling for your words or you don't know what to say, he brings something to your remembrance because that's what he does. The Holy Spirit is the one that when you don't know what to do and you're trying to make a decision and you think you should go this way, he gives you that little nudge and says, no, go this way. The Holy Spirit is the one that when you're talking to God and you hear that still small voice, that's the Holy Spirit. He's the one that we do ministry with. He's the one that's here on the earth with us right now. He's the one that we do life with. And so it's so important and so vital that we understand who he is and how he functions. And so when Jesus told his disciples, he says, I'm telling you nothing but the truth. He had to convince them. Jesus had to convince his disciples he wasn't lying because this sounded so outrageous. He says, I'm telling you nothing but the truth, but it is better that I go away. And his disciples were probably like, wait a second, you walk on water. You heal like everybody you come into contact with. You raise people from the dead, even though they've been dead for like four days. You fed 5,000 people with two loaves of bread and some fish. Like, how is it better that you go away? But what the disciples didn't understand is that Jesus had restrictions. He was in a human body. He could only be so many places at one time, ministering to so many people. But unlike Jesus, the Holy Spirit can be everywhere at the same time. He can be ministering to somebody in America. He can be in China. He can be in Antarctica. If there's people there, I don't know. But he can be every single place on the earth, ministering to every single person at all times, 24-7. And he won't become exhausted. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't lose resources. He is always available all the time. And so when Jesus said, I need to go away, it's because... There was somebody better coming that was more able to minister to his children than he could. And so if you look back in this scripture, my second point for you today is the Holy Spirit is the comforter. And I think that in the Bible, the Holy Spirit is referred to 95-ish different names. And whenever the Bible refers to something as, that has a name, it means that's its function. That's what it does. That's what its purpose is. And so this is just seven of those names. But the Holy Spirit, he's your comforter. If you're struggling, if you have anxiety, if you have depression, he wants to comfort you. He wants to come near to you. He wants to heal your broken heart. He is your counselor. We often, we ask our, we ask our friends for advice who've been on this earth for 15 years-ish. But yet we have the God of the universe living on the inside of us waiting to give us advice, waiting to give us counsel, waiting to tell us which direction to go. And so many times we ignore that voice thinking that we know better. Or why would I talk to God? He's, he's out of date. 
He's not up to date with everything. He's old. I don't want to talk to him. But yet we have that counselor living on the inside of us as Christians. He is our helper. He wants to help you to do the things that you feel like are impossible, that are outside of your reach. He is your advocate. An advocate is somebody who fights for you. You don't even have to speak. They will fight on your behalf, so you never even have to lift a finger. He's your intercessor. He prays for you. He strengthens you. But my favorite one of all is he's our standby. He's our standby. What that means is the Holy Spirit, if you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit is literally waiting all the time to minister to you. He's literally on the sidelines waiting to comfort you, to help you, to guide you, to empower you. He is on hold, on call 24-7 so that he can minister to you, so that he can help you. And so many times we neglect him and we think, I don't need him. Who is this Holy Spirit? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't even matter. But we have all of these things that we could have access to, but yet we just neglect him. We leave him on the side and we don't ask for his help. We don't ask for his guidance. You know, how many of you guys in here help your parents with technology? Yeah, probably most of you do, more than you know. So even though I've been out of the house for quite some time, my parents still ask for my help with technology. And they ask for Ben's help because he's better at it than I am. But so many times my dad will text me and he'll be like, hey, can you fix my phone? Can you like do this on my phone? Can you help me with this on my phone? And I'm like, okay, dad. Okay, when I come over, I'll help you. And every time I go to help my dad with his phone, you want to know what the problem is? He has an iPhone 5. I mean, come on. Like, no wonder why you have problems. I tell him every single time, because he's had the same problem for three years. I'm like not even exa exaggerating. Same problem for three years. He can't download music or something. And so every time I go there, I'm like, Dad, just trade your phone and get a better version. You could have access to all of this music. You could do all of these things with this phone, but yet you're limiting yourself because you hold on to this phone that only brings you problems. And he's like, aw. I'm going to take it to the store and they'll fix it. But guess what? It's been three years and they haven't fixed it because they can't, because they won't, because they want him to update his phone. And so, so many times we do that with the Holy Spirit. We have access to all of this awesome stuff. All we have to do is reach out and ask him. And if you've ever been in here and you've ever struggled with thinking that God is good, this just gives you a glimpse because, again, he's the spirit of God. This just gives you a glimpse of God's heart. God wants to comfort you. God wants you to have the best advice out there. God wants to come alongside of you and help you with every single thing. He wants to fight for you. He wants to stand on your behalf. He wants to strengthen you, and he's available for you 24-7. But all we have to do is reach out and ask him. It's kind of like we have our own personal Jesus with us 24-7. We kind of have, have that. That's why Jesus said it's better that I go away. Because if you're a Christian, you have the spirit version of Jesus with you all the time. The third point for you guys today. The Holy Spirit is our direct access to God. Our direct access to God. Back to the verse, it says, For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he, referring to the Holy Spirit, will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him. 
So no longer do we have to go to a temple and talk to a priest and sacrifice some animals and hope that God might answer and tell the priest what we should do. No longer do we have to go to a building and talk to a priest or a pastor and ask them to talk to God for us. We don't have to do that. But if you're a Christian, you have direct access to God 24-7. So if you're, in, if you're in the shower and you want to talk to God, you can. If you're on the bus and you want to talk to God, you can. If you're struggling in the middle of school and you need some help, you can reach out to God because he's there for you 24-7. And the Holy Spirit is that person that, translate that, that transmits that message from you to God. And so when you get that deposit of the Holy Spirit, you get that deposit whenever you get saved. You get that deposit when you get saved. But then there's something more that comes after that, and we'll go into that. But in the Old Testament, if you guys have ever read it, you know that there was separation between God and man. Like you literally, you couldn't come into God's presence unless you were the priest. You could only talk to him through the priest certain times of the year. And so when Jesus died on the cross, one of the many reasons he died was because God didn't want to be separated from you anymore. God wants to be in communication with you. God wants to talk to you throughout the day. He wants you to talk to him. He has so many things to tell you. And maybe you're a Christian in here and you're like, Alyssa, I never hear from God. Well, that's a lie. Because the Bible says if you're a child of God, that you hear from God, that he speaks to you, that you hear his voice, you just have to be able to figure out what it sounds like. So I would encourage you, if you're a child of God in here, know that that voice, it's like an inward knowing. This is the quick version. It's an inward knowing. And so if you're wondering, is that from God? Test it against scripture. If it's okay with scripture, then run with it. And as you go, you will figure out what does God sound like and what he doesn't sound like. And before you know it, you're going to know his voice louder than the loudest noise externally. No matter what's going on around you, if God speaks to you, even though there's so much noise going on around your ears, you're going to know his voice so well because you're his child and he wants you to know his voice. And so if the worship team could come up because I have my last point for you guys. The last point is the Holy Spirit is the one who empowers us. He's the one that empowers us. So like I said, when you get saved, you literally get a deposit of the Holy Spirit. You get a portion. You get a piece. But I don't know why anybody wouldn't want the whole thing. But you get the whole thing. You get all of the Holy Spirit when you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? He fills you up. You're totally consumed by him. You give him permission to run in your life. And so what that looks like is you say a prayer, and we're going to get that opportunity. But whenever you get baptized in the Holy Spirit, you get empowered to do the things of God. The things that Jesus did while he walked this earth, guess what? You can do those now. Because when Jesus said, it's better that I go away, it wasn't just so that the Holy Spirit could minister to his children. But he said that because he wanted his children to minister to the world. He wanted you guys to be empowered to do the things that he was already doing on this earth. He wanted you guys to pick up his torch and continue doing the mission that he was doing to save the lost, to see people be healed, to see people be set free. And so Jesus knew it's better if I go away so that I can have many little Jesuses all over the earth at all time, and that is you. And so if you're a Christian in here today, 
oh, Christianity, it's not about getting fat in a seat, spiritually fat, not physically fat. Don't do that either. It's not about getting spiritually fat in a seat and just consuming all this information. Jesus didn't come just so you can, obviously he came so you could go to heaven, but he came also because he wants you to continue his work. He's called you to do the works of the ministry. I don't know what the enemy is telling you right now. Maybe you're in here and you think, I could never do anything. I have this background. I've done this in my life. God would never want me. But that's a lie from the enemy. God designed you with good works already assigned to your life. There's already things commissioned for you to do. There's already an assignment for you specifically to do. And if you don't do it, who will? But we need every single person in this room to say yes. We need every single person to say yes. I'm going to do everything that I can do as a Christian. I'm going to walk according to the life that God has called me to. It's not about sitting and going to church and just listening to things, but you have to go out and you have to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Or else, what is this for? You are more than that. And you have more on your life. It doesn't matter what's been done to you. It doesn't matter what's been said to you. It doesn't matter what you've done. Jesus erases that all. And he sees you as perfect. He sees you as righteous. He sees you as clean. He sees you as able. So whatever lie the enemy wants to tell you, tell him to shut up. Because he has no place in this room tonight. And so if you want this Holy Spirit to be empowering you. There's two things I'm going to give you guys options for tonight. The first one, like I said, to get the deposit, the first step is to give your life to Christ. What that means is you say, God, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross for me. I know that you came so that my sins could be absolved. I know that you are the savior of this world and I want to live according to you. I want to follow you all the days of my life. And so that's the first step. So if you haven't done that yet, do that tonight. The second step is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And what that looks like is I'm going to give everybody that opportunity in here today. Whether you've been a Christian for 10 years, whether you've been a Christian for 10 seconds, your next step after getting saved is to be baptized in the Holy Spirit because you know what? Jesus didn't do any works of the ministry until he received the Holy Spirit. So if he can't do it, why would I try? We need the Holy Spirit. And so whenever that time comes, you'll just say a prayer. You'll repeat, repeat a prayer after me. All you got to do is speak it out and believe it, just like salvation. It's not hard. It's a free gift. And then after that, the evidence of being baptized in the Holy Spirit is speaking in tongues. And so that might be kind of like a weird thing. You're like, what is that? That is a prayer language that you get as a gift. It's like a, like a little present that whenever you go to pray, you pray from your spirit. You don't pray from your mind. You pray from your spirit because our spirit as Christians is 100% perfect. So it's not tainted by our mind. It's not tainted by our emotions, but it has direct access to God. So you get the ability to pray out things that you don't even know are coming. You could be praying for your future husband. Woo. You could be praying for where you're going to college. You could be praying for your next steps. You could be praying for a neighbor that you don't know is about to commit suicide. You don't know what you will be praying out. 
but it's such an advantage and such a big thing to do as a Christian. It's, so, it's such a powerful tool. And the best thing about it is the enemy doesn't know what we're saying. And so I'm going to ask you guys to go ahead and bow your heads. Everybody bow their heads. And if you're in here today, and maybe you've never given your life to Christ, and you say, I want to follow you, Jesus. I want to have that relationship with you. I want to experience your love. I want to experience your power. I want to go to heaven someday. If that's you in here on the count of three, raise your hand. One, two, three. Thank you. If that's you today, if you feel that nudge on the inside of you, you kind of get like butterflies. So if you're feeling that, go ahead, raise your hand. That's God talking to you. That's God talking to you today. I'm going to give it one more moment. I don't want anybody to miss out. Awesome. Okay. Everybody in this room, repeat after me. Father God, I come to you in Jesus' name, and I believe with all my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. He died on the cross for my sins. And Jesus, I receive you to be my Lord. I'm a child of God, and I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give it up for those who gave their life to Christ.